Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ben Affleck and Batman Wonder Woman 2 Shazam and it's a huge day because it's all about Justice League, Justice League, Justice League hashtag all in. Welcome to Popcorn Talk featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Three. Created from Missy the Mike. cosmic legends oh, of the oh universe. Yay! Yes. <laughs> yeah! Oh my god, did you see that the light right at the end there was green? No. I wonder if that means something. Mm. Never know. He's showing up. So this is a historic show for the DC Movie News Show, because not only last week was our three-year anniversary, which you guys and Ray Fisher, I've never been so happy to have someone sitting Wasn't in Wasn't that seat. fun? Yeah. Guys, Man. remember last week when Ray Fisher was here? He's the best. <laughs> he was so great. So good. He, and he, like, jumped right in. Like, he was fully comfortable. Like, he'd been on the show before. And, man, it killed me not being here. But, boy, did he look good at that desk. I mean, he was perfect with the three of you. He was a really, really, really nice guy, too. I see people in the chat room already very upset that Mikey Christmas is not here. Look, trust me, Mikey is upset that he's not here as well. But here's the thing. Mike Kalinowski, follow him at at Mike Kalinowski. He's going to do his own separate little review uh, over the next couple of days, I believe. He's going to get with uh, Stephen at Popcorn Talk. They're going to film something. So don't worry. You're going to get your Mikey Christmas review. He will be back. But with that said, we have a huge show. Probably the fourth most historic show we've had besides when Wonder Woman came out when BVS came out when Suicide Squad came out and Ray Fisher maybe I think that this and, is, and Ray Fisher. I think this show tops uh, Suicide Squad yes, coming out does and BVS coming out does so so say second or third yeah Ray Fisher Wonder Woman and this it's top a big three. show top three baby because we're a show called DC Movie News and we actually have a DC movie it's coming out it's out we've been doing this for three years and we've and guys, had three films the next DC movie we have to talk Four. about is is more than a year away is it really yeah. more than a year away but at least we got a little taste of them we did get a taste of Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, That's my goodness. True. That's so nuts. Well, we are at DC Movies SK on Twitter. We are Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. And thank you for all the positive feedback from the Ray Fisher episode. You guys crushed it. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it because it's a, an amazing interview. Yeah. He's such a, a, a good guy. You want to root for him, and he's, he's really good. And I'd also like to thank everyone for particularly appreciating how we cleverly and seamlessly segued into our Blue Apron and Movement Watch yep. uh, ads. <laughs> Um, that's something that we pride ourselves on, and um, we're just really good at it. That's, yeah. that's why we're professionals. They Absolutely. call us the Segway King and Queens. Yes. The queen and Kings. The way you guys segwayed is getting uh-huh. way higher than 37%, that's for sure. Way higher. Whoa. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so much to talk about. I'd like to start off with a little uh, Should I intro you? Surprise. Yeah, intro me, and then I, okay. I got to First off, <laughs> I'm at Jay Quasto. Follow me everywhere. I'm Johnny the Quasto. The man right there, he's the host of Man vs. Child on FYI, as well as FX Movie Download. He's the worst mocker from Doghouse Restaurants. Follow him everywhere, at Adam Gertler, because he's Adam Gertler. Hey, everybody. Uh, should we introduce this one, and then I'll tell you my uh, I think we should. My special story? Okay. She is 
the crown jewel of the DC Movie News Show. And she's... Still waiting on that crown. Where did you get that shirt? You want to know what? Yeah. Jeff Johns gave it to David Rappaport, the casting director, to give to me. No. True story. And you got it from him. You just like... Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Your little story is like kind of better than my You you name dropped Jeff Johns, and you name dropped one of the best casting directors in town. Yeah. In 10 seconds. He gave that to me. It's got some cool... I I don't know how to show you So he got it from... So did he say, hey, Jeff, I know someone... David Rapport said, hey, Jeff, I'm giving my friend Roxy a tour... Would you mind giving me some swag? Or oh no, he was coming on an afterbus show. He was like, I'm going to see her on an afterbus show when I used to do the Flash show. And <laughs> would you mind giving me some swag to bring her? So he brought me a couple shirts that Jeff gave him and was like, I think she'd like these. I think she does. I know she does. But well, what f- am I? You follow her everywhere at Roxy Stryer. She's Roxy Stryer. Hello, hello, Roxy, Roxy, Roxy. Hey, yeah, yeah. Ooh, You're catching okay. on. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And Adam, take it away. Okay, so, I know how much you love personal stories, guys, but sometimes personal stories cross over with cool DC movie news, and that happened to me last night. So, my lawyer, who is this guy, Jeff Cohn, who was Chunk in the movie Goonies. Yeah, I've heard great things about him. Okay, he's a great guy. I've worked with him for, like, nine years, okay? So, I go over to play cards at his house last night. He has, like, this monthly poker game. And I'm talking, I'm making sausages for everyone, talking about my whole thing. People are like, oh, you make that? That's weird, but this, I'm cutting for people, I'm cooking. And I'm talking about Justice League, and I'm geeking out. And then I turn around, and there's this really large, blonde person. I don't know that you could call him a man, because I'm a man, and I don't know what that guy was. Different species. Like, Was it a woman? No, was not oh, a woman oh, okay. either. It was like 6'4". It was wide. It looked like as if someone like had written down in a comic book and then like did this weird incantation and he stepped off of a panel. Hmm. He's an actor, okay? Now, I, I could tell you the name of the actor, but then I can't tell you the story. So I'm going to withhold the name of the actor Ooh. so as not to incriminate him. But he said, okay. he's like, oh, I guess he heard me talking about Shazam. And he's like, oh, you're talking about Shazam? He's like, that was a heartbreaker. I was in the final three for that role. I was like, what? What? He's like, yeah, he read with David Sandberg, this actor, who I will not name, said that he read the whole script, said it's a really good script, by the way. Uh-huh. That scene that we saw the kid doing with the with the crippled kid and the someone else when he was like Shazam talking to young Frankie or whatever, yeah. that is totally a scene from the movie, because um, he told me he knew who young Frankie was, and that's really? a big surprise. Yeah, that hasn't been announced yet, so I can't say that. Holy crap. Um he knew about uh, 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 Asher Angel or Angel Asher, whatever. Wow. Um, and he's this guy is also wow. cast in a superhero show that hasn't aired yet that I also can't say because then you'll figure out who it is, but it hasn't aired yet, so maybe you can kind of figure Tom it Cruise. out. Uh, it is not Tom Cruise. Should um, we keep guessing? He also, yeah. this um, is still going, I have more DC movie whoa. news. Tyrese. He also read for a little show called Titans for the part of Nightwing. So this wow. guy has risen is up there. And I'm just like, and he and was this hanging guy, out. He beat my ass on two bad beat hands. And I'm like, how dare you look how you look and then beat me on these two bad, bad hands. I'm like, you don't take it to take my money and look like that. Oh, he's it's handsome. Huh? Oh my god. Handsome doesn't begin to describe. Matt Damon. It is not Matt Damon. Ben okay. Affleck. Uh, I will not gonna be I will say that 
You guys have mentioned this guy's name in the chat role for someone that should play Shazam. Shazam. Because Army I Hammer. didn't even know who he was. Um, <laughs> Roxy, you will not get... I will not let you keep guessing. I'm just playing the, the chat's mouthpiece. So, okay, so you guys want to know something about Titans, the huh, show? Sure. I didn't know... I, I guess this was common knowledge. that I didn't know it was also a Berlanti show. It is yeah, a Berlanti yeah. show. But he said the script was great, but he said it is a Berlanti show. Because they always say it's not in the Berlanti universe, and that's why you're confused. It's but it, not. it is a Berlanti show, not in the Berlanti universe. Which we walked right past this parking spot on the we lot sure last did. week. Yeah. After, that was impressive. After our uh, you know who's screen. not going to have a parking spot there very soon is uh, Andrew Kreisberg. Kreisberg. Yeah, uh, we'll talk hmm. about that in TV time. We'll get to there. Uh, yeah. A lot, of, lot to unpack this week, so guys. What a, wow. What a, so you got beaten cards by a handsome man who's working a lot. Well, to be fair, I got beat by more than him. I got beat by lots of people, but I stayed long Not enough. Not handsome men? Um, there was actually very average looking guys there, too. <laughs> I wasn't the ugliest guy there. I wasn't the handsomest there. Um, and then there was... so Okay, so he's on the Marvel Project. He, he was up for Nightwing. He said uh, the actor that's playing Nightwing is, is going to be great. He said he knew him. But the, the biggest thing was like the Zachary Levi thing. Like He was really down to it, and he said like he really wanted that, and it was like an incredible script. So Would you say he's less famous than Zachary Levi? He's definitely less famous than Zachary Levi because I knew Zachary Levi's name and I didn't know this guy. But if you look at him, you're like, you're like, dude, what? Well, you Where know, it's this? Sometimes yeah. you you see people that you would know. Like, I, okay, for example, I went to the Sixers Lakers game last night, and we had really amazing seats because my buddy Craig Shoemaker is is really in, dialed in with Philadelphia and Jeannie Buss and their buddies, and they had a birthday party for him. This whole and so afterwards we're hanging out. There's a bunch of us chilling, Popular. waiting for Joel Embiid to show up because I needed a picture with Joel Embiid. And I'm standing next to this guy who's wearing a Sixers jersey, talking he's from Philly and Delaware and everything. Uh And I'm like, I feel like I should know this guy. And then one of the Sixers commentators asked him for a picture. I'm like, what is going on? Why do I not? And he walks away with his son. And I go to, I go, who was that? They go, oh, it's Ryan Phillippe. I go, oh, he was very bearded. I didn't recognize him. I love him so much. Well, he he was there and he's a very nice guy. I didn't recognize him. Another funny story very that reminded scruffy, me of scruffy Ryan. I, sw- I swear we're gonna get to Justice we're League. We're getting to Justice League. I swear. This we're is just, also DC related. We're just warning Hold you. The spoilers horses. are coming. Spoilers so are we're coming. Giving you time. So, do you ever have an awkward text that you send to somebody else that gets your text because their name was up there? So you're responding to a different text, but because the, the message thing is on there, you send a text and it goes accidental to text else. on purpose. Accident- this is not no? an accidental okay. text on purpose. <laughs> this is an accidental text. So. My friend is writing me, what did you think of Just League? I'm saying this, this, and this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all about Godot. And I and I text, I love her. Oh, yeah. That text goes to my girlfriend. Oh, no. I get the text back. You love who? Oh, no. I had to screenshot the thing and be like, oh, baby, no. this oh, is a fictional no. person. Remember what you thought about Chris Hemsworth? It was... Why didn't you just say you? You, I love you. I was talking about you. Because she's so sweet and she wouldn't she would know that I would have been yeah. lying. <laughs> she knows me too well. Anyway, oh sorry guys, God. that was a lot of stuff, but all kind of DC related and fun. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked I it. All right, Johnny, so the rundown for today. We're gonna talk about some news, then we're gonna do a non spoiler review really briefly, and then we're yeah. gonna get into spoiler territory. Yes, we will. So first things first, Justice League sales are currently outpacing Wonder Woman's, which is uh very interesting. Not surprising um, at all. Uh, yeah, but that article was from a couple of days ago, too, so I'm, I'm wondering if the, the mixed reviews and mixed is being kind of generous, I guess, if that will affect it or not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but of course, by title alone, Justice League is going to get more sales prior to the weekend than Wonder Woman is. Yeah. Fan- I wasn't surprised by this. And this is what uh, Fandango managing editor Eric Davis says, you know, Justice League is lean, mean, and packed with superhero thrills and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, right now it is outpacing 
um, you know, amongst the survey and everything like that. So. I, I don't know if it will take it in the long run, probably, but maybe not. But right now, yeah, that seems about right. I, I agree. I think in the long run, I don't, I don't think Justice League will have the legs that Wonder Woman has, partly because Wonder Woman, like... It was a great film, but it almost overperformed because of its cultural significance, the timing of it. Like, it was really um, a lightning in a bottle moment. It was, and especially with everything that's going on in, in the news right now, it was a good time for a strong woman to be leading uh, a good film. And not yeah. to take anything away from the film because it was incredible, but yeah, I think that you can't repeat that kind of thing twice. And, uh, that's why it just did so well. It was the first of its kind, and it nailed it. And, and one thing that people seem to be saying, if you look at all these reviews, nobody throws shade towards Gal's way. No. People love Gal Gadot. She killed it. And, and I don't think anyone's not going to say they, they haven't loved Ray Fisher. I thought he was fantastic, too. No, I know, but I mean... No, but, but he's just a Wonder Woman. The Wonder oh, Woman sure, love sure. continued from that movie. Like, that's what I mean. So, oh, like, yeah. people are still very much on board with Gal. Um, As they should be. You know, and, and to be honest, most of the reviews, which we'll talk about our own feelings, are pretty kind to the cast as a whole. Absolutely. Yes. You yes. know, the League is definitely getting love more so than the plot or Story. the villain or some of these kind of things. But Right. So this is what I want to talk to you guys about because I'm a little confused with this. So Rotten Tomatoes, obviously the number's already out. I guess it was 40, maybe 37%, whatever. But at one point they delayed their tomato meter. And explain to me what okay, the so whole deal is. This is the deal. Rotten Tomatoes seems to confuse people a lot. They mm-hmm. do not actually pick a score. They are a website that aggregates all of the scores from critics that are submitted, these critics that are approved by them, and they take that average um, of yes or no, good or bad, and then they make the Rotten Tomatoes score with those things. So these numbers come from actual critics, not just the general public. Right. That's the difference between... Uh, certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes and audience score. So that's the difference would be critics versus audience members. So the critics, the embargo for critics to be able to launch uh, to say what their opinions were was put 24 hours before Rotten Tomatoes decided to release that. So Rotten Tomatoes had all this information and they decided to hold that information for 24 hours to release it in their new series See It, Skip It? Yes. So they... Is it Skip It, See It, or See It, What A combination of those things. One of those. And, You're very close. And, and they wanted to then drive traffic to that show and release all the critics' scores. Now, critics were very upset because they said, it's not your guys' job to hold our information. Let it go. Let it out. Mm. But anybody could have found their information by searching these individual critics. They just... It would not be aggregated together. Right. And this is an actual show that's hosted by people, by Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. They have yes, two hosts. Yes, Jackie, um, I don't know the other one. She's great. I heard they're cool. Is I don't, it on YouTube? I don't know Where can we find this? Uh, it's on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, it's 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 on their Facebook page. It's uh, it's it's like live, not live, but it's it's on their Facebook page. And it mm. went up at midnight, twenty four hours past when um, when they were allowed to do it. So right. They held everybody to score. So what I heard was okay. that they were trying to <laughs> drive traffic to this show by revealing the score of a much anticipated film. But I also heard that Warner Brothers has part ownership in the company so as Warner does Brothers Universal. Has, Warner Brothers and Universal have part ownership in Fandango. Fandango owns Rotten, to, Rotten Tomatoes, mm. therefore Universal and Warner Brothers have ownership in Ipso Rotten Tomatoes. Facto. So, yes. so it, it is all of these things are 
factors and complicated and people are looking really into them and wondering why would Warner Brothers want this? Why are they trying to drive traffic to their own show? I think it had nothing to do with that. I think Rotten Tomatoes is a business. Yeah. And they were trying to get people to get watch people their show. To watch. I know Monetize that, the tomato meter. Yes. Uh, but critics were pissed because they were like, being a critic is an art and they're just trying to bring this down to make it a number and it's not just about a number and they're withholding information from the public that the public deserves to know and they have no right to do that mm. now i don't side on that no i'm, right to do I'm that, not a, I mean, i'm not yeah. a critic it's their company i think they have the right to do right. whatever they want and rotten tomatoes they created the tomato meter so shouldn't they have the right to do what the hell they want with that's it? how i feel but yeah. a lot of people don't feel that way it's it's almost like every major internet platform like facebook Twitter, Instagram, Rotten Tomatoes. They started off all free content, but guys, nothing in the world is free. And right. at some point, all these companies, you start seeing the ads showing up. If you go on Yelp, you see uh, promoted restaurants at the top of the uh, review or promoted do- doctors, whatever. Um, it's They've made built something called the Tomato Meter, which has become a cultural touchstone because sure. of our current society, because we need everything to be so instant and aggregated. they built something. So now, of course, they're going to want to monetize on it. And yeah. That's totally and their business. Look, you put the work in and you got the popularity. You should be able to eventually profit off your creation. I'm a millennial, so I'm as entitled as they come. You know that's the deal with the millennials. But the thing <laughs> is, like, I didn't create the site. I'm not doing the work why do i demand that i get the benefits 24 hours earlier it doesn't okay. it doesn't make sense matthew leach right. um who's playing a little guessing game in there trying to figure out who the actor is i was talking about says that they're going to do the same thing with star wars next month as long as that's the case and they're going to do that consistently then i think that's fair this also might take some of the heat off of them or do you guys think it will like because you know how much Rotten Tomatoes are getting blamed by a lot of directors, producers, and studios for hurting the box office, whereas other people say, just make better movies. I could imagine Rotten Tomatoes has taken a ton of heat, of course. So by delaying until the weekend, does it maybe give the studios a couple more days to get some pre-sales out? I don't feel as if it does. I really don't. And I don't think that they're protecting themselves, which is why I don't think they have anything to do with it. The one problem that I do see in terms of Rotten Tomatoes on this is that everybody gives them heat for bad reviews. They're like, how could you have given this movie a 20-something when it deserves a 80-something? Rotten Tomatoes doesn't actually pick the numbers, so Rotten Tomatoes the whole time has said, we're not doing anything, we're just an aggregation site, and we're just putting this together. But now, they are holding that information, and they're releasing it as their own number, Mm -hmm. in which it seems they're taking credit for it or embracing and endorsing that number. So now I could see them getting more heat, uh, this is not the last conversation we're going to be having about Ron Tomatoes, yeah. I have a feeling. And, and guys, you can also go to Metacritic, which is actually, some even think, a better um, gauge. Um, because it gives more of like a score. I think it's not just positive and negatives. Like They factor in uh, more individual scores. And I think the last I checked, Justice League was rocking at about a 50%. Um, uh, on Metacritic, which is kind of reflects what a lot of people feel about it. I think a lot of people are are, are saying w- with regard to Justice League that the, there are a lot of amazing parts that don't necessarily make a great whole. Right. Um, and also, like, I might be in the minority here. I've never not seen a movie after looking at the Rotten Tomato score. If oh, I certainly have. See, if it's something I'm interested in seeing, I'm going to see it anyway. No, I certainly have. Oh, it's definitely knocked me off. Yeah, yeah because you get to a point where, like, if there's enough people whose man, opinion Johnny. I respect... And I start hearing people, you know, that I know have similar taste. And, like, you start to trust them, which is the point of, like, critics anywhere. Like, 
And another thing about this is, like, a, another good thing about Rotten Tomatoes, like, holding this back, is that maybe you will go and check out, like, the Chicago Tribune's specific review or the Times review or specific papers, because I feel like people don't even look at specific reviews. They just look at that number, and then they dispose of it, which yeah. is what they're being criticized for. Yeah. Like, look at a review and then see, oh, well, some of those things that that person doesn't like, I like those things. Like, if you don't like certain things that are that happen in superhero movies... Well then, you might not be the person that I want to trust. <laughs> sure, because guess what? This is a big comic book superhero movie, and it's superhero all over your face, all over the body, and maybe even all your right. back and legs. Yeah, well, it's a lot of sensuality. So Ben Affleck's well, and Adam, you called this more than anyone else a number of months ago. He's contemplating. I had your back pretty hard, though. We, we did. I yeah, agree. But with you, you did call it. But Mikey <laughs> was losing his mind. I kind of. people losing their mind. I don't think it's that hard to read body language. I don't think it's that hard to read into certain comments. And and you weren't doing it to criticize Affleck. You were just saying this is what he's really saying. And he's contemplating doing a graceful exit to Batman. The question is, does, are we talking now? Because Justice League is out. I mean, the solo Batman that when it, that's not going to be out for a while. So we're, yeah. we're talking now, maybe. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, when 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 Affleck said the things he said at Comic Con, and I wasn't the only person to say this. Like a lot of people said, like, well, he's not really saying anything definitively. He's saying positive things about Batman as a character and positive things about Matt Reeves. Yeah. Um, and and then when Matt Reeves, well, we looked and we rewound. When somebody said it was Ben Affleck, your Batman, and he's like, right now, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, as of now, yeah. So. Those are not definitive things. Right. So, and I also think that maybe he hadn't made up his mind for sure. He still might not have made up his mind for sure. Um, but now we're even starting to hear other rumors about other potential Batmans already happening. But we also knew that we weren't going to hear anything until after Justice League came out. Like, this is a big moment for DC. But that's why it's kind of weird, Adam, that it's breaking right now. Because to us, we've already seen the film, but most people haven't seen this movie yet. It's yeah. weird. It is weird that like you couldn't have this news be breaking next week. Wait, yeah, that, I'm, that's I'm why sure. I'm confused. It could also yeah. be now, a lot of the, the Affleck replacement rumors are coming from John Campia, who I'm a, I'm a fan of. I've watched that guy on like many different iterations of his thing. Um, and so this could be, and I know he has his own channel now. So putting some rumors out there, when a Justice League movie opens, if you're someone who's trying to get a lot of views... That's that's good timing right there, right? I yes, mean, not next week when people don't care as much. So, any rumors are to be taken with a grain of salt. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think he's he's out, or do you think there's more Batfleck in our future? I think he's trying mm. to figure this out. I do think when he says he's trying to make a graceful exit, what does that even look like at this point? Like, how do you do it? And I don't think it helps that this is another movie that's looking like it's not going to be viewed particularly well. Although we enjoyed it, yeah, uh, and we'll talk about in, yeah. that in a little bit, but. Right now, unfortunately, it's certified rotten. Is that what that's called? I don't know. It's uh, not certified fresh. It's but not I will certified tell you, fresh. I will tell you, if anybody's made any kind of good sauce, you don't want, like, particularly firm tomatoes. You want that tomato to be, like, a little overripe, a little yeah. mushy. A little mush. Yeah. Otherwise, it takes too much work. To make a good sauce. Sweetness. It's I like agree. an avocado. You want a little mush in there. Same thing with bananas. If you're making banana bread, you know, you got to always Ooh, make sure... Ooh, brown banana makes a bread. very good banana bread. I, I completely agree. So, <laughs> you know, I think that I think that right now it it's not it's, there's no graceful exit in sight. It's but weird he's trying because this is only his second film technically as Batman, and you know third. Are we counting? Yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. I mean, some kind of right. Good point. Good yeah, point. but I mean, 
It's kinda, smaller. And to which some people would say, okay, yeah, after Justice League, it, it's it's not a bad exit. But then you could argue, well, Robert Downey Jr. has been Iron Man since 2008, and he's not leaving. So it makes you wonder, why doesn't Affleck want to stick it out longer? And they're the same well, age. Well, the everybody loves... Exactly yeah. been the same. But I think Affleck's gotten a good reception as Batman, don't you? I think that people think that Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is... He's Iron Man. Sure. He is the best. Like, they look at him like that. There's nothing that we're comparing him to, but everybody says that that's the most perfect superhero casting of all time. Like, Arguably, not everybody yeah. says it of all but you know what I mean. Every- people tend to love it. I love that casting, and I love yeah. Ben Affleck as Batman, but yeah. if your movies keep flopping, and you're getting 27, and it's, 26. It's, it's, it's not, also just the... He's not writing them. But it's, it's also life just right to now. be... Yeah, to be at the, at the heart of that... Of all that shitstorm, and then when a lot of it is negative, yeah. and, and you're a successful director, and you have your own career, why stress? It's, it's, hard winning. For, it's hard for us to relate to. Like, I can't even fathom of something like being Batman in a movie. But like, this is a guy who's been a successful actor since Goodwill Hunting twenty something years right. ago. Right. You know, like he doesn't need it. And writer, and director, and producer, and doing all of the things. And he's got a life, and he's he doesn't need... You're right. I sit here, and I'm like, in a million years, I would never turn down the role of Batman. I would play play Batman for 70 years sure. if I could. Sure. I think most actors would. But he's in a different spot. Uh, I do not think we're going to see him as Batman for much longer. Here's the thing, though. So you're uh, saying this Batman is where, solo. This is where, uh, and guys, no, I'm not saying that. potential, not really spoilers here for Justice League, but potential spoiler, Batman doesn't die in this movie. Um, is that fair to say? Yeah, yes. I think so. Okay, because this is why things look weird. Okay, if you have Matt Reeves' movie, right, and you recast Batman, okay, you can get around Ben Affleck because it could be in a different period of time. It could be set in the 80s, like they said. Now, Affleck could come back, but then you're you're guaranteeing Reeves is doing one movie with that Batman, unless they're going to move on and do something else with having, like, Batman die or something else, right? So you kind of paint yourself into a corner. If you want to keep the possibility open for Reeves to do multiple movies, yeah. you kind of need a different Batman. And that's why I'm thinking he's leaning towards leaving now before the Batman solo project. Now, check this out, though. If you do a Justice League sequel, mm. which, again, potential spoilers, this movie does kind of set it up for a sequel, and... I really want a sequel to this movie. Me too. Yeah. How do you recast Batman unless you're recasting another old Batman? Because his oldness is a big part of that of the movie. Like I do not think that we can recast Batman. I think it needs to be a different person. Like I don't think we just don't. So not Bruce Wayne. Well, so not Bruce Wayne, yeah, because or different Bruce character. Wayne in a different decade. Oh. But I don't think we can have same time period, different actor, Bruce Wayne, and just shh, nobody will notice. Like or, we sometimes do that, but it's Ben Affleck, right? I agree. So one thing you could do, and then this is this could also tie. This is where it gets weird because we already know DC has already been laying the table for multiple timelines and saying everything doesn't have to be interconnected and things could be elseworldly. Do you then? Use your one film left with Ben Affleck, make that Justice League sequel, have him take the heroic death in that sequel, and then opening up another either Batman or Nightwing or something else to take his place... But then you've got other Batman in different time period. It all gets very weird. I don't know what the Eventually, answer. Eventually, it's all going to come to an end. I, I just want to respond to a guy in chat role, uh, Philip Stephen Forty Five. His comment is: "I swear I can't even listen to these guys. It's just so negative." 
We're not being negative. We just talk about how much we enjoy Justice League, bro. We're We're like some of the only people who are talking about how much I love it. We're just being realists about what people are saying. I respect that person's opinion. I respectfully request that you immediately turn on. I heard there's at least one other show on YouTube right now. And go listen to that one. Yeah. I have no interest yeah. in serving what you think is positive or negative. I'm only expressing my Wait. opinions here. Adam, exactly. you're telling me that YouTube can play two shows at one time? Not at one time. You have to go to a different channel. Oh. Yeah, you actually can't watch this and this at the other time unless you had multiple devices. And that's that hasn't been uh, that's wow. out So let's move on. Uh, Ray Fisher talked about the, uh, the Easter egg in Batman v Superman, uh, the scoreboard. They were losing 50 to nothing. And so it, it just goes to show that Snyder was really thinking way ahead to where this is obviously after Victor Stone was put. at least setting himself up for potential success. Like, I'm going to yeah. do things that I think I maybe could use in another movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, this was awesome because I never realized this or noticed this. Yeah. This was a really cool thing. The idea that what do you say? So he was playing for Gotham, so Gotham was losing. They were losing 50 to nothing on the scoreboard, so clearly, and he was the star. Right, right. so they would have had their quarterback. He would when be Gotham City University is getting destroyed by Metropolis uh, in football, 50 to nothing, if you track it back timeline-wise, that would have been just around the time Victor Stone, who was their all-star quarterback, got into his accident and was no longer able to be a part of the team. Yep. There yeah. Uh, and then, are we also going to talk about the Aquaman thing? Was that also part of that? Um, oh, So in yeah. the same thing, Momoa brought up the fan theory that has been around for a long time, that Aquaman played a part in rescuing Clark uh, in Man of Steel after the oil rig thing. Um, but that wasn't in the movie, so I don't know if that's actually canonical or not. I think it was something that Snyder wanted to do, but I don't know. In Man of Steel, when Henry Cavill is saving on the oil rig, he's holding that up, and all the sudden you can see him, he kind of floats up on screen. Snyder's like, I had Aquaman save him, so that they did cross paths at one point. So when Bruce goes, have you heard of Superman? I'm like, I have. We have crossed paths. Mm -hmm. Uh That's Momoa. Uh... Oh, I didn't do a mobile voice. I should have. Heiko wants to know, did you notice which scenes of Superman were CGI lips? We'll get to that when we talk about Justice League. Oh, boy. Yeah. But no spoilers, way. yes. Uh, do we know, know if this is true or not? So the, the rumor came out, or the statement came out, that uh, Gal Gadot uh, said she would not do the Wonder Woman sequel if... Brett Ratner was involved. Yeah, she cer- this certainly is true. Um, okay, because there's people saying that it never happened, so I don't really know. I have no idea why people are saying that. Okay. Uh, sh- this happened, and I- I'm and she's well, we not. Have, we have a link where she's on this morning show, and and how she does it is typical gal in a very classy way. Like she doesn't confirm or deny that it was her idea. She said on that on that morning show that. Everybody, this has been a lot written about how I feel. Everybody knows how I feel. And it turns out that it was not even an issue because his company is not involved that's anymore. The, so that's that's what ends up being the truth. It's like, Because a lot of people who don't even know about Patty Jenkins who aren't in this industry were like, what? Ratner was directing the film? What's happening? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, it's his production company. And they did help to produce the first one, finance, but they weren't signed on to do the second one. And so she made a quote that seemed like it was something that was going to happen and it wasn't even happening it was a mute point but the yeah. fact that she moot every, point. a moot yeah a mute a moot <laughs> point and uh, the, people were happy that she's like a real life Wonder Woman which is true and it's happened too this week with Melissa Benoist as we, we'll talk about when we get to TV uh, but time but just 
Uh, Again, my takeaway from this is like, you know, if if, if that rumor was persisting, it could come off as the star is, you know, making demands of her studio. And whether there was any of that behind the scenes or not, she's just still so classy. Like, she just comes off great. Like, I mean, again, to contrast her with like Affleck, who is like visibly pissed off on these interviews. And you could say it's justifiable. All I'm saying is she is such freaking class. Yeah. I agree. And, And the whole thing, it's like, Look, Brett Ratner's, we're not even, we all know. I mean, there are rumors about him for years. You know. So he's he's not. I read some reviews of Justice League that said that, like, when that Rat Pack Dune comes up at the top of the film, people were booing already. Well, he's. Because of, of, of Ratner, you know? I'm not so, surprised. And now, granted, that's a very L.A. kind of situation. He, I don't think most noto- theaters are going to Honestly, he's been that. a notorious bad person for years <laughs> in Hollywood. That's what he's known as. And I'm glad that these women are coming out and speaking the truth. And I feel kind of like an asshole saying this, but I'm not even conflicted with my dismissal of him because I don't even like his art. There you go. You know, a lot of these other people I'm hearing about, like Al Franken, Louis C.K., or Woody Allen, it's like, I have a problem because I really like their stuff, and you really have to ask yourself. And and sadly, Louis, that was the worst kept secret in comedy. Everyone knew, unfortunately. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Anyways, let's go back. Zachary Levi uh, was on a talk show recently and talked about Shazam. Nothing really groundbreaking there, but he's excited. And, uh, yeah, there we go. He essentially just said what everybody has already been saying about Shazam for the last every moment that we've ever talked about him. Um, he describes the film as, as as big with superhero powers. Have we not said that like 70 times? I, which is amazing. And, and, and did you see he, him and um, Adams or Asher Adams, whatever, uh, Billy Batson at the Justice League premiere? Uh, they are adorable together. Yeah. Sweet. Um, and uh, that's, I just, you know, I already told you, I, I, I met somebody that, that read the scriptures as am, and it sounds really, really awesome. We Woo! talked about the Batman rumor, but did we, we didn't talk about who we were, was rumored, according to Campia, to be the new Batman. You did not. Jalen of Jakes. Yeah. So That's how you say his name, quick, right? Uh, yeah. How does that strike you guys? He's like my favorite performer ever. I love him so much and I love it, but, but I but I feel so guilty even talking about anything else. It's like having sex with somebody before you've broken up with your partner. Well, Ooh, less tell intense, me more about this. In a less intense way, but feels sure. like we're cheating. Well. Oh, interesting point. Okay. Yeah, cuz my my girlfriend was like, he's Donnie Darko. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's like casting yeah. the American Psycho guy as Batman. Like but the body's not even cold yet. Did you ever see? Uh, oh god, what's the Nightcrawler? That yeah. movie. He's creepy. Yeah. He didn't even get nominated. How disgusting is that? Amazing in that. Oh no, people are saying John Hamm is Batman. No, same mm. age as Affleck. Too old. You got to go younger. You got to go younger. Even like you know, late thirties, forty is is younger. And, you know, Joe and Hall would add some weight and some muscle. I mean, it would be. Not yeah, that he needs it to. It would work. It's yeah, a good point. Um, and do we don't do um. Gotham by Gaslight. Is that all we have left? Yeah. TV, TV, Well, we got to get to the reviews. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, how's this for negative? Gotham by Gaslight has an amazing trailer. Yeah, let's watch it. Yeah, you know, you sound like a a fake fan. It's just a little negative for me, Adam. I totally want to see Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, no, Adam, you really just don't sound into it. Why are you being so negative Um, about it? So do we, are we supposed to talk over these still, or are we allowed to watch? Them? I think we. Have I think to we're talk. supposed to talk. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone's not familiar, this is um, this goes back a ways. Um, I think which is it, Mike? Was it Mike Mignola that did the original of this chat roll? Who wrote the original Gotham by Gaslight? I'm forgetting right now, but this is an Elseworlds, um, basically Batman in Victorian times. Look at that chest, though. So you going do, against Jack the Ripper. You do the actual commentary. I'll throw in color. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and this is, I mean, talk about something that would be amazing to see as a movie if they're doing like Elseworlds stuff. Imagine doing a Batman film set in like the 1800s. Their teeth and eyeballs are so white. And so we have Bruce Greenwood, who has voiced Batman on Young Justice, okay. playing Batman in this. And I'm a big fan of that guy. He's in the Star Trek movies as Captain Pike. Love a good Pike. He was in John from Cincinnati. Never been before. Uh, I can tell I already like this better than I like the Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. This looks way better than Killing Joke. Yeah. Zeno Hour says Good Gotham Gaslight looks like three gaslights in a row. I think. Oh, fire. It looks like fire. Yeah, but you thought those were gaslights? I thought he was like little lamps. It looks like oh, Gotham fire. Gaslight looks like looks, three. looks like fire. Three oh, gaslights. Yeah. There we go, y'all. I have to sneeze. Um, so there that you go. Looks freaking... So this year we have, guys, in 2018, you got Gotham by Gaslight, you got a new Suicide Squad movie, and a redoing of the death of Superman in two parts. Mm-hmm. So while we have a long way to wait for live-action Momoa Aquaman, and I know just by saying that we have to wait a long time, that comes off as really negative, but time is a fixed measure of distance. Yep. And that's just a fact. I mean, these three... We last, have these to appease us in between. Yeah, these yeah, last yeah. three years have gone by fast. So yeah, Gotham by Gaslight coming out January 23rd. 2018. So, Roxy, do you want to hit TV, TV time right TV, quick TV, and then we'll move? TV time. So, we don't have that much time for TV time. Um, God. It, it's like you. It's hard to pick like whether you want to talk about something or not. Uh, it, I don't want. I, I don't honestly, know this story. I'm this is so wow. serious. You're I, talking over your own theme song. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even like. I can't even. I don't know. God, this. my heart broke. My oh, no. heart fucking broke Whoa. into 50 million pieces because you guys know how big of a TV time fan I am. Well, yeah. Roxy, and allow me to mansplain exactly how you should feel. Yeah. About this. Go ahead. What no, happened? No, because. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Andrew Kreisberg, who is the showrunner for Flash and uh-huh. for Supergirl, and you know he does the CW. TV yeah. DC shows um, he was and he bit the dust that's what I'm calling it these days if you are a sexual predator what happened like another one bites the dust uh, there were so many counts Johnny are you really reacting to this for the first time I'm you dead heard serious I've oh not seen God. this yeah. uh, I've been yeah. crazy busy and I have sexual not sexual harassment got inappropriate conduct unwanted um, touching um, oh, Jesus Christ. many different accounts many right Me- many accounts several um, and then I talked to people who we're like, duh, you didn't know this about him? And I was like, no, I didn't effing know this about him. Why does everybody keep saying that? Uh, gosh. And Melissa Benoist talked about it. Uh, a lot of the uh, actresses that are on the shows, even a lot of the actors on the shows, came out and just were like, we feel awful. Uh, he's obviously not there anymore working on these shows now. Oh boy. It, it just that it puts such an... I was watching them this week, and I'm like, ugh... And it's not fair to the actors and the performers to feel that way. And, you know, he's just one man on a project. Now, did Melissa but... Benoist come out and say things about him? No. Okay. Just like, she doesn't have ew, to. And yeah. I support all of you women who have come out. And, and I'm have so all... sorry. And there was another DC one this week, too. Oh, yeah. One of the editors, uh, an actual editor of the Superman group at DC Comics, was uh, put on suspension uh, because there was a lot of. Um, uh, a lot of stories coming out about this guy as well. Yeah. Um, and that, like, just women were not comfortable working with the guy. Yeah. But uh, getting back to the CW verse, I, I believe, haven't, like, all the leads of each show kind of come out and made a statement? I saw Grant Gustin had a beautiful statement that was written. And then, uh, was it, who's the girl uh, 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 that plays uh, on, on Legends? Katie Lotz. Katie Lotz had something that she said. Is she the. 
blonde, blonde white Mary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she had a statement. Melissa Benoist had a statement. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not sure about anybody on Arrow. If anybody on Arrow came out and said I'm not. Something. I'm not sure either. But you guys can look all those up on their Twitters and whatnot. It just made me sick. It, yeah. it made me feel sick. This whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was a bad one. Uh, I, what was on a better note? TV this week was really good. Really strong. Um, the Supergirl episode is bizarre. They go back to their hometown. Really, nobody's in it because we flash back a decade. Uh, to them in high school. There's a lot going on. One of my favorite actors from the Americans uh, was on it, and that was really cool. He did a great job. Um, yeah, Flash, Elongated Man is just killing it for me. Oh, I'm so, I'm like, uh, I think I have one or two episodes. I still, the last episode I saw was still the first one with Elongated okay, Man. Okay, so you're two behind. Uh, d- catch up, because okay. they did a great job with him now. Legends is getting more of a storyline. It's less one-offs, which I don't okay. know how I'm feeling about, but it's still really, really strong, and um, I'm loving everything. Oh, I, you know, I, I did just watch the E.T. episode. That's great. That was amazing. That, that, Gumball? I love it. That was awesome. Freaking awesome. See, see that's why I, I like Legends so much, because it's, it's so like, good. it'll just, once in a while, it'll just be like, they'll have a really strong story to tell, and it, and it works great. And yes. I love that new character with the totem, too. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's a good actor. She's really, really strong. Uh uh, I'm forgetting right now, but she's really good. I like her a lot. Uh, my favorite DC show this week, though, was Lucifer. I thought this episode was brilliant. It came completely full circle. If you're not checking out the show, it's a great place to start, I think, with mm-hmm. this episode because it kind of went back and did this whole thing. Uh, and yeah, Paul Ponte, welcome to the chat. Uh, you're the you're the shit, man. Oh, Paul Ponte. Uh, yeah. The Legends, the thing that dropped at the end of Legends, if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to announce it, but like, holy crap, that was cool. That reference. I was not expecting that when we finally dropped somebody off at, in a place where it's like, what? <laughs> uh, that was baller. I was Boom. screaming at the TV. So Boom. that was my favorite moment of the week. Good call, Paul Ponte. Nice. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to catch up. And I know it's like uh, Thanksgiving week next week. So I bet there's a lot of shows that won't be having new episodes. Is that a fact? I don't even think. No, they all do. We have, I don't even think we have an episode next week. We might not. So we what, what, I'll be watching those shows while we would be doing this. I guess so. No, I'll be eating turkey. I can't believe Who we had this me? much amazing news this week because like, we have barely any time to talk about Justice League. We got, uh, we got a little bit of time. All right. Let's talk about Justice League. And then this will be an ongoing conversation because we have a year until we have the next movie, and, so you know Mikey's coming back. Yes. at some point. So, yeah. so you guys know that we saw Justice League. Uh, we he said you have more time. Relax. We're getting. We're, Thanks, Anthony. Um, Thanks, we Tony. saw Justice League at a at invited screening. Uh, full disclosure on the WB lot. Yeah. Uh, and then anybody who's been to an early screening, it can be seductive. Uh, it's exciting. Um, and it, you know, it's also a great way to see a movie fresh before anyone else has seen it, so you can really form a virginal opinion. You may lose your gum because you're so excited. Roxy and lost the gum her gum up. during the film and couldn't find it, and was so concerned that she couldn't find her gum that we would never be invited back for another screening because she thought she left gum attached to one of these really nice little screening rooms. Fortunately, um, fair readers, the and gum fans was where Roxy. The gum was. In between my watch and my skin. Oh. The gum was on Roxy the whole time. Three hours later, I sent them a picture. I yep. found it. I knew I'd find it. They made me feel like I was crazy. They were like, you probably swallowed it. Did you ever have the gum in the first place? <sighs> well, yeah. how the hell did it end up under your watch? Oh, man. Did you take it out of your mouth on purpose? No. Oh, okay. Okay, guys. So we're not gonna we're gonna keep it spoiler free up here, but we are talking about Justice League. So if, you, if you're gonna see it tonight or tomorrow over the weekend. Get out of here. Well, we're going to spoil it up, aren't we, a little bit? Well, eventually, but I'm just giving people... Well, this is the... Spo- 
Why did we make this so confusing? Just overall <laughs> thoughts in general right now. Like, okay. No spoilers. I really liked this film. I liked it a lot more than the Rotten Tomatoes giving it credit for. Uh, I think that it's fun. I think that we have some great characters. It made me excited for our standalone films. I think that Joss Whedon's style merged very well with Snyder's. I thought so too. And I think in general we had a weaker villain, but it didn't really bother me that much because the movie wasn't about the villain. It was about the League. And... Yeah, there's been a lot of negative feedback about Steppenwolf, and I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't hate. It. Then again, I don't hate anything as much as everyone hates things. But I'm with you. I thought the movie had a lot of heart. I thought it had Wonder Woman had just tons of heart, obviously. And I think Justice League really followed it up well. Um, Wonder Woman took a strong leadership role in this film, which I totally was on board. I thought every performance. I thought the entire cast did a phenomenal job. And maybe Steppenwolf, yeah, maybe he's not necessarily a super well-known villain. People didn't really like the CGI. I'll be honest, I thought the CGI looked good. And if For CGI, I agree. Yeah. But I'm not a huge CGI kind of gal. No, I'm not either. But as far as like... You're a, not a CGI gal? I'm not a CGI gal. No, or a CGI boy. Uh, as far as people hating the villain, I don't know. I, I didn't hate the villain because they, they, they explained who he was and why. But maybe I just need to look at things deeper. So I'm willing to admit that. Um, I will also admit I am not a professional movie critic. And when it comes to these kinds of films, I'm um, more prone to uh, to go along for the ride with a movie. A lot of these comic book movies on both sides, Marvel and DC, if you pick them apart, they will not hold up. It's more of an overall, do I get sucked into the world how do I feel about it? If I were being a, a straight-ahead, completely objective critic, I would probably be a lot harsher on this movie. But my expectations were low going in. Weeks heading up to the film, because of the belabored production, I didn't know what to expect. So I, it, the film su- surpassed my expectations, and I had honest, as I described them, squelchy, geeky moments. Mm -hmm. There were moments where I had audible reactions. Now, if I'm thinking about CGI mustaches, yes, maybe you don't need to open the film with a scene with a CGI mustache because it's really obvious and you're thinking about it. Um, The CGI villain, I don't understand why Zack Snyder gets so caught up in his visuals that we've totally forsaken like people like what, what people like Stan Winston used to do. And an incredible creature makeup. Like, you have an incredible actor playing an incredible potential villain. And if you would have just done, like, really good makeup on some of those close-ups and then maybe CGI for far shots to give him that height, Mm. I think that would have been a big improvement. How many people that walk out of this movie do you feel like will even know who the villain was? Um, I, who you played know, the villain? They'll be like, oh, so who, who's, who did Magic Carpet Ride again? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the villain and the plot are not the best thing about this movie. The best thing about this movie is the League itself. The best thing about this movie, to me, was the resurrection of a certain character who may or may not have been in the film. Um, I thought not showing any of Cavill, except in the dream sequence, was the best thing that they did from a marketing point of view. Not showing a single glimpse of a red cape was... Awesome, because it really saved everything for the film. Totally. I also really, really dug the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Me too. Hearing the Batman themes, and then what he does do with with the John Williams Superman, how that plays. It really helped with the pacing of the film, I felt like. Yeah. Um, Kept it going. And Mm -hmm. now, I also think that, you know... I I agree with Heiko in in chat role. 
uh, Darkseid sent him to take over the Earth. Boom, that's all we need. That's kind of how I felt, too. And you know but, but I don't it. know that that's the case. Okay. I don't know that that's the case. I don't think Darkseid did send him to take over the Earth. I think he was trying to prove something to Darkseid. I think there was a lot of Maybe. plot that was taken out of the film. Maybe that's... That we're just not left with. So one of the ways that... One of the things that people are going to criticize this film for is that, like... You don't let Zack Snyder do his whole two-hour and 45-minute film because the studio was mandating that it be two hours. So some people are going to be pissed that it was not long enough. But if they had done the full-on, long Zack Snyder version, there would have been plenty of people pissed about that. You had a, a lose-lose situation. That was perfect. The length was perfect to me. Um, the length was perfect. I do, do feel like it does feel truncated, though. Unfortunately, I mean, it's just too big a film to do in two hours. I like, didn't feel that way, that, and that's totally valid. I, yeah. I, I mean, in my reflecting on the film in the past week, you know, I like a superhero film that I can really sink into for two and a half hours. Sure, um, and it shouldn't feel long either. You know, I, I thought Man of Steel felt too long. I thought BVS felt too long, but but that's not that they were too long. They felt too long, and that's the movie's fault. Um, you know, there's just a lot to get done. Uh, I thought Cyborg was really good in the film, although I also wish that they had gone with a combination of practical and CGI more. I loved his CGI. Uh, I, in the, I was nervous because yeah, looking yeah. at it from where we were sitting prior, I sure. was like, oh, no. But I actually thought his really worked. For Steppenwolf, it didn't work for me quite as well. Uh, but I think in general, those are our thoughts. Let's get to spoilers maybe, Johnny? Okay, some spoilers. Sure. Uh, overall... You know, I asked him to ask you guys, what is it about the film that you absolutely enjoyed the most? Superman's resurrection. Yeah. Uh, the scene with Superman. Guys, spoilers now. By the um, way, spoiler time, guys. Yeah. Um, when Superman comes back and you have the Flash running around everybody and then Henry Cavill catches the Flash in the eyes and the Flash realizes that, side-eye moment. that he's watching him. That was just that was unexpected, and it was something different, and I, and it was just like, what? And, you know, and I also love the callback to uh, young Kal El when he's like seeing all crazy, and he has to adjust his powers again, like in Man of Steel when he was like his powers were too nuts, and like his mom had to tell him to focus, and then he's resurrected, and he's all over the place again. Uh, and I really did love this new attitude of Superman. It and, made and, me want so much more Superman. And didn't we me too. the whole thing with with. That kind of gave us a callback to the Lois is the key. I'm too early, eventually, with the resurrection. Definitely. Because then Affleck goes, oh, I, got, I got the big guns. And you read away, you called it. Yeah, that he brings out Lois, which was great. My favorite scene, ironically, was my least favorite scene while watching it until we've got to that final point was that Aquaman scene while he's sitting on the lasso. I thought that that scene was brilliant. Loved it. it was so funny. We hadn't seen anything from it in the uh, trailers, and I feel as if that was why I enjoyed it so much. That was it one was, of the best scenes in the movie. It was so strong, and when you're like, oh, no, why is he talking about Gal being hot? This is going to be a huge problem, and then finally we realize he's sitting on it. It's like, this is effing hysterical. So that was yeah. probably my favorite moment. I think that what they, my favorite part was how incredible that they made each one of these characters Characters really strong. Um, I loved. I loved Superman in this film. It's the first time I've said that in any. Because hey, you're movies. you're not a huge fan of Man of Steel. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. And I don't love 
I, more so than disliking Superman in that movie, I really dislike Lois Lane. I, I hate what they've done with her character. And in this film, I finally actually liked her character. Sure. I thought she did a good job. I was just re-watching Man of Steel, and there's this line where she's talking about, like, balls and stuff. Like, put your balls on, like, you whipped your dick out or something like that. It's like, what the hell just happened? Like, I just really didn't like her previously. But I thought that Cavill uh, did an amazing job in this. And I thought that Amy did an amazing job in this as well. Well, uh, I guess I'm on a first-name basis with her, apparently. That just came out. You did good. So, uh, yeah. Also, what did you think? And this is what's really confusing about, like, you know, the sequel setup. Big spoilers now. The final teaser there. With- I, I loved that the second end of credit scene. Sure. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Post-credit yeah, the post-credit scene. scene. The, the second one. Yeah. The first post-credit scene was just a really cool nod I would to- call that more of a mid-credits. Mm-hmm. Mid-credit scene was a really nice I'm nod mid-credits. to the past. But, yeah, the closing credit scene... I literally almost slipped, like slid out of my seat when I saw a certain man walking up the stairs. I think that honestly made me feel even more elevated coming out of the screening because all of a sudden, I, before that point, I was like, "This movie is good." Like I liked it. What? There was points that I didn't, but then walking out after just seeing that, I was like, "Guys, how great was that?" I I, I agree. I think that's one of the best things they did to save like people's reaction to the film was leaving them on such a crazy awesome note and seeing that that shot of uh, Slade Wilson especially after we had heard that it had been excised from the film and Jesse Eisenberg was out of the film I was ready and I was really not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor and BVS I was on board for Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor just from that clip I'm like alright I want to see this now the League of Their Own line was awesome. That's why I'm like, oh. I'm so confused about where we go from here. Because if if Affleck's not Batman in the trilogy, then he, is he going to be Batman in the Justice League sequel? Well, you got to give us a sequel because, according to Zeno Hour, because we want one. Uh, we want one. According to Zeno Hour, Collider's reported that uh, Matt Reeves had a meeting with Jake Gyllenhaal and a few actors. Uh, WWE is going to make a decision in two weeks after Justice League. Ben Affleck's still in play, so that's interesting. Whatever that is, I like the. The callback to "Do You Bleed?" because you know we—that oh, was yeah. amazing. That's something we all kind of made fun of with BVS, and the fact that it comes back and he said it in such a sarcastic, angry tone—that got me good. Yeah, that got me too. I love that moment. I also love that moment with Wonder Woman when she's saving all of the people and she's running and she's yes. Oh, 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 her solo scene. Here's a big old in the beginning. Yes. Couldn't you tell from the way I was doing my arm? Sure. God, you nailed it. Do you guys think that now we know that this film was in production before Wonder Woman came out? Before BVS had been really released, right? So we know that Justice League, and we've talked about it on the show, was a film that kind of was made course-corrected, had a a very unfortunate situation happen with the director. Plus you had the studio saying, we don't want your style of movie. We want it to be this style. We brought in this guy. And then moving forward, where Aquaman's a year away, Shazam's a year away, we sort of knew that this was the last, call it a Rocky Phase 1 uh, for DC films, and and I was very confident that moving forward, I think the films are going to be much better. I think they're going to be much more in, in line with Wonder Woman, more focused on character, mm. and less just CGI fests. I think that the, one of the reasons I really like this film is I do think it's the start of setting us up for a really bright future. Yep. And I agree with you about the, the turning a new leaf. Uh, somebody in the chat brought this up, and I forgot that we didn't talk about this during news, but it's kind of... Uh, it makes sense here. Did you see all those articles about what people, what the Amazonians, the Amazon, yes, uh, the different the outfits. outfits, yeah. 
I didn't even think twice about that when we I was did. watching well, this movie. I did no. notice very muscly tummies. But, yeah, you know, but they look strong and ripped. Like I, I didn't feel like they were sexualizing so did, them, look, like in these little like they, silk outfits. They're they look freaking yoked. Yeah, they hired a bunch of CrossFit athletes and they got them in if there. If I look like that, I would hope that the costume designer would be like, "We're showing your ass." And I was showing like, if you look at the three hundred cast, they're all naked men in there. Like exactly. Zack Snyder just likes his flesh. Yeah, it's not like because people were like. Them is scary, you know. Amazon's from a, a female lens, and they showed like uh, you know Patty Jenkins as Amazon Warriors, and they showed Zack Snyder's from a male lens. They really try to make it about it was so, a sexualized thing. I'm so glad that that didn't come out before we saw it because it was so not what I was thinking I didn't about. Notice it I either. didn't even it's notice. It's like the Amazons are beautiful. The mascara is beautiful. It's incredible. And then Steppenwolf does some serious damage, and it makes you sad. I did like you that know. game of keep away that the Amazons were playing from Steppenwolf. That was like the passing. Baller. It was like it was. Kind of like that Rogue One situation with Speaking Darth Vader. Which, how about the call, the uh, I'm sorry the the flashback and you see a certain green. Oh, okay. So I don't have a ring on right chat now. Chat roll. All right. This dope. anybody who's seen Justice League, I really want to hear your opinion. So clearly, we get a Green Lantern in a flashback. Mm-hmm. A Green Lantern who goes down, and then we see the ring zip off. That was another squelchy moment. It's perfect. In that scene, there was some guy throwing lightning bolts. Does anybody know who that was? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Who was that? Was that like a Shazam kind of character? Like, I don't know who is just hurling lightning at fools during that flashback to the world people. I don't know. Was this enough of a Green Lantern for you guys, though? Yes. Me too. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's all I wanted. I actually didn't even want... Everybody's saying it's Zeus. Oh, Zeus... Oh, the god Zeus. Okay. I mean, well, that's I, kind of a Shazam thing, right? He's one of Shazam's power sources. I feel there like it's go. more of a uh, Wonder Woman thing. <laughs> well, uh, the Z in Shazam is Zeus. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought this was actually better than what... I was thinking we might see like a, a distant green light in the distance maybe at the end or something. But this is great. This is a callback or a flashback. Zeus. I thought it was done perfectly. Because they all came together. Yeah. And I loved that part of the story, too. I loved it. Uh, everybody's saying Zeus. Okay, I'm on board with that. He, he definitely had a beard. Um, Makes sense. Also, speaking of uh, villain, we had an article here um, from Batman News. Justice League <laughs> director Joss Whedon, he liked a tweet. I saw that. Uh, of a tweet bashing the villain. Yeah. A woman named uh, Joanna Robinson said, Justice League Steppenwolf is the worst comic book movie villain of all time. And not even Mikeleth the Accursed comes Malekith. Malekith. <laughs> and this is so not true. I that he agree. didn't like it? No, no, no. That Steppenwolf is not the worst of all time. Yeah, that's oh. silly. He's yeah. fine. Come on, Joanna. That's an nice. example of... And listen, there's a lot of fair criticism to be thrown at Justice League. Fair. But there's also a lot of people sharpening their knives and digging in extra deep because... People are attracted to negativity online. It's just true. Like people yeah. go for more, well, the more face. juicy, and the more the more people say worst ever. You know, but by being hyperbolic, by being extreme, it attracts. People. What she's was a, your least favorite part, though? She's a senior the worst writer. Ever. She's a senior writer at Vanity Fair, by the way. Least okay. favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Least favorite scene. Like real eye rolling moment. Uh. But Well. Okay. Um. I love the Atlanta stuff. I did think the scene with Mira and Aquaman was really expository quickly. Like, they just, like, summed up a whole history in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, And it's not like I didn't like her. It was just like, oh, wow, the son of this and this and then you come back and there's, like, a lot of that kind of filling and stuff. And just, I think, the... um, just some of that by the third act, it was, like, got to be very, like, CGI and parademons and everything was everywhere. 
But there were some really cool moments with that too. Like I love Superman carrying a building and calling Flash a slowpoke. Like that, that was, was amazing. Awesome. I love that. Um, I loved. Uh, oh God, what was Johnny? That? What was your least favorite? I'm trying to remember because we saw it nine days ago, and you know my brain. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it was like a lot of like CGI moments that were, were getting me. A lot of like bad CGI. I was like inexcusable for a film that's this big. Like, and I just think it's it's just that's. And it's a stylish thing, you know. Some people really like that, but that's Zach's thing. Is like he goes full comic book and full CGI and, and so, full frontal and yeah. full frontal. Um, so sometimes you lose your connectedness with the real world. Um, how did you feel about Flash? Because I know a lot of people thought Flash was the scene stealer. Uh, Everyone, I've everything I've seen is that. Flat Ezra Miller steals the movie. See, I he was my Ray, least favorite part I'm of the with film. You. I think to me, Ray Fisher stole it more than. I agree. Ezra I love Ezra Miller. <laughs> I've, I've seen him in almost everything he's been in: Fantastic Beast, Bridesmaid, Perks of Being a Wallflower. I think he's such a strong performer. I feel like he was given a bad note here, and he ran with it. Um, and it just he didn't fit. It didn't work for me. It didn't work. Uh, it got better as the movie went on, but in general. Yeah, I wasn't I, excited for Flashpoint after that. I, I gotta tell you, I it's not that I didn't like Flash, but I thought a lot of his best lines and stuff were given away in the trailers. I thought once yeah. again we maybe had, and this maybe this is part of why I love Superman so much in the film. We saw nothing of Superman, and I thought the same thing of Thor. By the way, before anyone thinks like I'm a Marvel apologist, some of the best moments in Thor and mm. some of the great moments in Justice League were given away in the trailers to the point where I'm like. How much left are they really saving? And by the end, I was not watching TV spots. I was not willing. I saw, oh, there's a clip between Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman. There's a clip between. I'm like, how many freaking clips do we need? Like, what's going on? It's like they were amazing Spider-Man 2-ing it. They are like giving away the whole movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I think think there were a little, (laughs) there were one, maybe one too many forced Ezra Miller quirk moments for me is probably, I guess, what got me a little bit to follow up your point. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of how I felt. Uh, other than I, that, I I loved the rest of them though. Sure, I really did. Uh, even Batfleck, I think they did a great job explaining because he looked tired and a little older. And they, they that his... scene between him and Gal was amazing. I loved when his uh, when he was like had his costume kind of half on, half off, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and you saw the bruises. Like, how much longer can you keep doing this? That's why I'm wondering. It's like I still am not sold on the idea of the older Batman. I just think that that was inherently. I, I I appreciate that it was a big mm. swing, and I know Zach loves The Dark Knight Returns, but like building the future of the cinematic universe, unless you're going to kill Ben in the next movie, like I don't see how you start the team with a Batman who's like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. It's just, narratively, I feel like they're painted in a corner a little bit. I'm really curious about what the chat role thinks is going to happen with Batman. Is there going to be a sequel? We know they took a sequel out of production. Are they going to wait to hear what the response is of this before they do a sequel? I mean... Well, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. Thor is at 92%. Holy smokes. Um, It was good. Justice League is at 37%. Hmm. That's not as good as it is. Right, that, I, that's unfair. I, I feel. Agree. I feel as if that's unfair. And uh, if we, wa- cares. we walked out of the movie, and we talked about it a little bit. And I was like, I think it's going to be low sixties. Adam, I think you said fifties. Johnny, you were still sticking I said to eighty two. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I think Mikey was in the fifties also, uh, but thirty something. I didn't see that coming. No, and, and if anyone cares, uh, Daddy's Home Two is sixteen percent. So 
I did care. I was thinking about that all. Well, okay, well, that's the kind of movie where, like, all right, I was never going to see Daddy's Home too. But if that came out, it was getting a ninety-two percent, and mm-hmm. people were like, Fair enough. Mel Gibson somehow, uh, you know, uh, uh, redeems himself, makes fun of himself. Will Ferrell's the funniest he's been in years. All of a sudden, I'm going to see that film. Yeah. But I also had zero anticipation for that film. And if we want to take it a step further, average rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.3 out of 10. Reviews counted 172. Fresh, 63. Rotten, 109. So that's where you get the 37%. Like I said, though, I thoroughly... And it's funny, too, because for the last week, people have been asking me, like, so you you really enjoyed the movie? Like, my friends are coming up to me. So you really enjoyed it? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I agree. No one's paying me. I know. Everybody keeps saying that. Like, oh, yeah, you guys are doing this to promote it. And it's like, oh, with what? For what reason? Um, We do this for love. No one's paying us to say good things about Justice League. I wish they did. uh, I would be wiping everyone's butt with Justice League. I want to respond to Prince of Saiyans. Steppenwolf said in the movie he was doing it for Darkseid. Yes, he did say he was doing it for Darkseid. But we don't know if he was commanded by Darkseid. I had also heard earlier from earlier uh, drafts of the film that he was... He was at odds with Doc Darkseid, and he was trying to get back in in the goods with him. And I do think that Steppenwolf was potentially a great villain because if it took the league to beat him, and once Superman came in, it was a pretty easy beatdown. Just establishing how big a thing Darkseid would be in the future. He did say he was doing it for Darkseid. Yeah, right. no, he definitely did mm-hmm. say that. But I don't know that if that doesn't mean that he was complicit. That doesn't mean that Darkseid sent him. Like, fair enough. I, I I don't know why I had this idea that like he was on the outs and he was trying to bring mm-hmm. glory back to Apocalypse or something. We got to see it again. I think that oh, I yeah. do want to see it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they mentioned mm-hmm. the gods, uh, but now this movie seems to set set up the Legion of Doom. And not really dark side, which I think is smart because we're going about to spend a couple of years with Thanos over here, which many people it's very similar. Um, That's true. We yeah. got Flashpoint. I, I, I'm I'm excited about the future. I think overall, uh, this is probably not the response that Warner Brothers wanted. Sure, yeah, certainly not. Um, but I can't say I'm surprised, and I liked it more than I thought I was going to like I it. I love Superman Ross. Looking on the bright side, that's ten more than BVS. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and look, when it comes down to it, make your own decision. Because I think if you're watching this show, you're going to see Justice League regardless of the Rotten Tomatoes score. So my only suggestion is don't go into it thinking 37% in your head. Go into it with an open mind. Go into it saying, I want to be entertained. I want to be surprised. I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And and then make your own decision. Like me, I don't give a damn about 37%. I'm still sticking in my 80s. I liked it a lot. I wish Grant Gustin was there. <laughs> well, that had nothing to do with what you just said. I, think, I like I think Ezra. That was good advice. I like Ezra though. I lo- I love Ezra. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the direction in. This. I really do wish. I, I wish they they found a different way to do the armor on Cyborg. It really does bother me a lot. Like watching really? this little face floating there, it just doesn't have the weight. And I gotta say, like I know that he has to do a lot of things, but when you look at RoboCop that was made thirty years ago. That guy looks like he's made of metal, and I can see it, and it's tangible. Mm. And there's just no excuse for that in 2017. Like, And the guy gives an incredible performance. And that's yep. why I said I, my favorite parts are Cyborg is when he's wearing that that uh, Gotham uh, sweatsuit. And then he's, he's got a real metal arm that's hitting a table. Or at least it felt like a metal arm in that time. And talking to his dad, I loved that moment. Oh, that yeah. was great. Yeah, you can tell a lot of bitterness there. Like, why did cool. you think that I was the monster? Like, What made you think that? Oh, God, that, that like crushed my heart. Yeah. Oh, and then they did that little thing with Cyborg's armor at the end where they made it look better. They made it more, more like the comic book thing. I'm like, wait, why did you just... Make it look better at the end? Yeah. It, it like, was a nice little nod, I think. It was a nod. You, know. you get the booyah. Yeah. So, I mean, 
that's pretty much uh, our thoughts. I, I, yeah. Um, I'm very still very positive about the future of DC films. Yeah. I don't think this film represented where they're going. I think this film represented where they had to kind of switch in where midstream, they've been. where they'd been. And um, they know why Wonder Woman was successful. People like money. People have been fired. New people have been hired. Uh, changes will be made. DC films are not going anywhere. Nope. Um, and unfortunately for some of you... We're not going anywhere either. Yeah. Suck it! And also, uh, be on the lookout. You know, I'm looking forward to hearing what Mikey Christmas has to think, because he's going to have his theories and his thoughts, and I know we all want to hear them as well. So whether he does his own review or you know he jumps on after Thanksgiving uh, with us, which him, hopefully he will, there's going to be plenty more coming. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so that's a good thing. I'm not ready to give it a rating yet until I see it again. I would also like to good see point. it again, but I'm, yeah. I'm falling in that like 7 out of 10 range is where I'm feeling right I'm, now. I'm feeling that too. I'm feeling that. That is very fair. Yeah, I mean, because ultimately, I definitely enjoyed it more in the theater. When I walked out of BVS the first time, I was like, huh? I really didn't know how I felt. Yeah. Suicide Squad, I actively disliked. Sure. Man of Steel, I, I it took me a couple of viewings to really come around to that film because it, it felt long. There were more out loud, geeky moments for me in this film than any of the other DC films, Wonder Woman included. I'm with you. I, well, I left Wonder Woman saying, woohoo! Uh, Justice League, I was still a woohoo. I, I I think not as much as Wonder Woman, but I think it was almost impossible for me to like Justice League as much as I liked Wonder Woman. That's how much I thought it was great. Whereas BVS, I left the theater being like, huh, okay. You're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, I need to see that movie nine more times. And and a part of me <laughs> is really curious as to what Zach's, on a, on a, on, you know, what Zach's full... Justice League film would have looked like. Yeah. I'm curious. I don't know that it would have been better or worse. Uh, in that way, it made me think a lot of the Fantastic Four film. The, and I'm not saying this is as bad as the Josh Trank Fantastic Four film, but you know that there was a lot of studio meddling with that, and that got taken away from a director, and it was you know, so, and it reminded me of that and the ending and the, the tornado in the sky and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, this is definitely better than that, but it kind of reminded me of like, oh, what could have been. I mean, I left amped up, and uh, my seat is sinking, so I guess that means the show must be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get out of here. I'm slowly disappearing. Uh, we're at DC Movies SK. <laughs> On Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Adam Gertler. Hey, guys. You can find me at Adam Gertler. And um, I'm doing some cool stuff with the cast and the director of Maze Runner for their upcoming I love those third movies. film, The nice. Death Cure. I'm going to give uh, you questions to ask. Um, so I'm going to be hanging out with those guys. And that will be on FX probably in December or January before the new Maze Runner film opens. And then uh, I was watching you on the plane. Was I on the plane? I was watching Whoa. you on the plane. Talking about movies? You and Sasha Paul Raver, who, by the way, congratulations. Oh, uh, is it out? Yeah, she tweeted it today. Sasha is, is pregnant, and I am not the father. All right. For both. Is, is that a Star Wars line? What? Is that a Star Wars no, line? No, that's, uh, that's, that's a Maury line. <laughs> um, I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me at Roxy Stryer. That's right. Johnny LaQuasto at Quasto. Go to QuastoAlbum.com. Pick up my comedy album. I'd love you forever, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Other than that, uh, what else is coming up? I don't know. Just go to JLoComedy.com as well. Follow Mike Kalinowski at Mike Kalinowski. Oh, Los Angeles. If you're anywhere in the city this weekend, Blood Drive at Children's Hospital, Friday 8 to 2, Saturday 8 to 1. I will be there, and the kids need your blood. So if you're Anywhere near Los Angeles, come down and donate, and you'll be an amazing person and a very own superhero. I'm doing it tomorrow. Yeah, you and, and I'm your lady. terrified. I said, yeah, me and my girlfriend oh, are giving blood tomorrow. I'm so scared about it. You got to right? let me know when so I can make sure I'm there. 11:15. Okay. A.M. Great. And then I'm going to go see Justice League as a reward. She said, if I'm good, we get to see Justice League again. So, so I want to see cry. you again. It's amazing. 
So uh, thanks to Tony in the booth, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you. See you maybe not next week. Just stay tuned to our Twitter and our Facebook. We'll let you know if we have a show over Thanksgiving. If not, we'll see you in two weeks. Eat a turkey. Enchantress Dance. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.